Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Christian Vieira's childhood sporting hero is, yeah. is Australian captain Alan Border. Yeah. Oh, hello, and watching the people get Larry. It's because he's wearing a guy's chief shirt. That, isn't it? That. I love that. Oh, my God. I, yes. no, I did well oh last week. God, that's what he's done there. Not very pretty, I tell. Okay, that's enough of that. Um, we are singing the Kaiser Chiefs because I am your host, Owen Blackhurst, and I am wearing a Kaiser Chiefs shirt today. This is uh, reminding you why you love football, a weekly podcast from Mundial Magazine. Um, if it's your first time, welcome. If you're continuing to stay with us and Help us on up the hill of the podcast charts and um, onto live shows and domination and, and kicking in the doors. Then thank you very much. Um, and Richard on Twitter DM Seb and said it is the highlight of the week. It's like being sat in the pub with your mates talking about the beautiful game. Yes, oh, Richard. Find some new mates, Richard. Cricket. Always. Thank you. People won't leave reviews if you keep abusing them. I'm abusing us. I'm, a, I'm abusing us. Okay. Um, secondly, don't take the piss out of this one, James, because it's quite heartfelt. I've had a bit of a shit time this year, and I'm finally feeling myself again. And your podcasts have helped me loads when I'm feeling really low. I've laughed when I thought it was impossible, so thank you. Um, that is really nice to hear. I think as the debate continues around uh, men being able to talk about uh, mental health and, and share things with each other, if we can provide a little bit of gloom, no. <laughs> no. no, you can leave that in. That's what I do when I'm not on the microphone. If we can provide a, a little bit of light amongst the gloom, um, then um, please do. Um, please do get in touch. We're always on the lookout for good reviews and heartfelt reviews and reviews that are on the podcast platforms and are also on social and, and help spread the word and push us up the algorithm. So please keep leaving them. So we should say today that we are um, as ever. Not as ever, as sometimes, kindly wearing uh, some shirts donated by Classic Football Shirts. Seb popped down there the other day. Um, for those people who don't see the clips, I'm not going to bore you with it. Tommy's got a, a, a current Palmer kit on. Seb's got a, a shirt which says bread on the front, which is Lille. <laughs> Boulanger, Seb has come as a baker today, a, se- a sexy, baker. Um, sexy baker. James looks like he's been dropped into a vat of um, acid, like the Joker. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, a, in, a, in a very bizarre Malaga shirt. I, he, he looks good on him. I really like this. It's class, that. And as mentioned before, I'm wearing a Kappa Kaiser Chief shirt. These are all current season kits, because classic football shirts do current season kits as well. Not just classic, contemporary as well. Exactly. And these are classics. Future classics, you could argue. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, boys. Uh, today, the day this is released, is the birthday of um, cult Greek rock star haired winger Vasius Hatsipanagis. Um, and we had him a long, long, long time ago in the front section of Mandal. And Alex, our art director, half Greek, drew a wonderful um, illustration of him, which made us realise he could draw and he regretted it because we made him do loads more since. But <laughs> Hatsipanagis, 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 Vasius, whatever you want to call him, looks a bit like Brian May. Yeah, and, his wi- and his wife, Anita Dobson, funnily enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like owners choosing dogs that look like them. But um, Hatsipanagis, Hatsipanagis was known as the Greek Maradona. So joining me today, uh, me, your host, uh, Owen Blackhurst, are James Bird, Mundial Features Editor, the Midlands Modric. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sebastian Dennis White, the uh, Mundial co-founder and current editor-at-large, uh, also known as Somerset Bez, yeah. for a, um, a wild <laughs> dancing spree at um, Worthy Farm some years ago. Um, <laughs> and opposite me, um, Shropshire's very own producer, Tommy Stewart, the Backwater Bartes. <laughs> 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 that's, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Kiss me on the head, James. That's, that's very good. good. That's good. I. <laughs> Any for me, or should we move on? That's well, old dirty blackhurst, isn't it? But that's not what we're doing, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Bridge North Beckenbauer. Oh, Bridge North Bath Stewart because of the poem. Oh, oh Beckenbauer. I'm having Beckenbauer, mate. Remember when we played this game and I said there was no winners here? <laughs> All I'll say, as I'm sure you will agree with, listeners, um, it's a good job I write the fucking intros. Anyway, right. On we go to the episode. Fucking hell. More blank looks than the toy party conference in here. Just cheer. Hey! Hey! hey. hey. Yeah! Yeah! Ooh, yeah! 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 Woo! Adventures in Clubland. We are still waiting for a jingle. Possibly, probably, almost definitely, the most popular segment. Oh, yeah. Um, on this podcast. And we are <laughs> going with James Bird, a pretend Italian, to Spain <laughs> with another pretend Italian. Just married to an Italian. <laughs> yeah, but you, like, you, you do this stuff. Do what stuff? You mix, yeah. What? Yeah. What, yeah, what, yeah. All, so, all sorts. <laughs> <laughs> You're always talking about spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> Mario Kart. Keep asking people at football to passate you the ball and stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> Telling Owen to shut up his face. Yeah. <laughs> Dominic de Cook. Yeah. <laughs> For Adventures in Clubland this week, we are indeed going Italian, but we're heading to Spain and uh, with a swashbuckling young striker called Christian Vieri. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So, yes. the year is uh, 1997. Um, Vieri's just had a, a good season at Juventus. Juventus have won Scudetto. He's won... Um, Scudetto. A, a Scudetto. <laughs> Mario God. He's got to... <laughs> Juve have just won the Scudetto. <laughs> <laughs> Serie A. They quite famously got to the final of the Champions League and lost to Borussia Dortmund, the game in which Christian Vieri starts. But as is a big part of his brand, Christian Vieri, it's time to move on. <laughs> it's time to book a ticket and go somewhere else. Uh, and Atletico Madrid want him. He, he arrives at Atletico Madrid in the middle of one of their up and down phases. So two seasons before, they won La Liga and won the Copa del Rey. And two seasons after Vieri leaves, they will get relegated to the second tier. So he sort of, he arrives in the middle of one of their yo-yo trips. Well, are, they, are they at the top of the yo-yo or at the bottom? They're in the middle right now. They're in the middle. They're in the middle. They finished something like 21 points behind uh, Real Madrid in, in the previous season. Now, Atletico have uh, let their interest known. 
and uh, they put in an initial bid of £9 million, which was immediately rebuffed by Juventus. And their owner back then, Anthony Agnelli, of course, mm. declared, like Bridget Nielsen, he's not on the market. <laughs> but Atleti aren't give up. And their owner says, I want him and him alone. Vieri dead is better than any other attacker alive. Wow. So they offer him a load of cash, basically. And Vieri wrote about it in his autobiography afterwards and said, my decision to go to Atletico Madrid was purely economical. <laughs> uh, so they're buying for 12 and a half million. They also, they signed quite a few other players that year, including uh, Janino. Yes. Um, and Christian Vieri heads to Sunny Madrid. Things don't start well. He doesn't score a goal until they play in the UEFA Cup against Leicester a couple of months into the season what? against Martin O'Neill's Leicester. Wow. Scores a, a, debatable, Cup winners. a debatable penalty, yes. I believe. Yes. But then, as is Christian Vieri, as is his, you know, his dominative style of play, his barrel chest, his ability to run quickly, his ability to barge players off the ball, to attack the ball from headers. A lot of La Liga teams are playing really, really high defences. So there's a lot of goals that he scores where it's a ball through and it's mm. he's one on one with the one on one with the keeper. It's he's, fair to say he was a plunderer. He's a plunderer, bloody hell he's a plunderer. That's a great word for him. He scores back to back hat tricks. Back to back hat tricks. Back to back hat tricks in October. Um I think one was against Zaragoza and another was against PAOK. Uh he also scores one of the goals that they remember him most for. The goal is against PAOK and it's uh keepers sort of gone to chase the ball. The ball is stuck on the, the goal line, but sort of close to the corner flag. And Vieri left-footed whips it, curls oh. it. So it curls back. Does to he the fall over as he box. hits it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. know the one. It's, oh. it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful goal. Oh, that sounds lovely. Um, it is. Things do start to sour as Christian Vieri decides, actually, I'd quite like to move back to Italy. <laughs> um, you know, he... Do uh, they win anything? No, not that season. I think the thing we should... Vieri, young Vieri. I mean, he looks like um, Buzz Lightyear without the helmet on it. That's really good. He's in fucking nick. Yeah, he does. He is 6'2", a plundering striker, bristling. Quicker than you'd give him credit for, but his left foot. You know, I remember his emergence because he wasn't anything like the Italian strikers who were around. They'd been Daniele Massaro. Yeah, yeah. Daniele Massaro. They'd been him. Um, really put the music into it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he played up front with Del Piero at Juve the season before. It was a huge surprise when he left. There was a lot of... I was always surprised by Serie A as a kid, how much people joined their big rivals. Yeah. It was a lot yeah, more yeah. than here. Like, you don't get Liverpool and Man United play, signing players so, off each other. You don't... Yeah. Same coaches. They've all played for everyone. All the coaches seemingly. coach each other, haven't they? Yes. It's yeah, mad. if you look at... Yes. And, and, I mean, if we'll get onto this in a minute, but if you look at Vieri's list of clubs, it's all of them. Yeah. It is. Who did you play for? All of them. Yeah. He's played for all the clubs, yeah. But he was... Um, I remember the season because we, we talked on a previous podcast about Hasselbank and it was yeah, this yeah. sort of predated it. He was really exciting. I mean, he, I, I was researching him for something else recently, James. And I just This has just jumped in my head, so sorry to... Uh, he remains Italy's um, joint top scorer at World Cups. Yeah. Yes. Well, the, the summer after this season... Um, 98 was his one, wasn't it? It was his big one. He scores five goals in five games. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, and this is off. This is off the back of a season where so things do sour. They lose to Compostela, who were 18th, I think, in the league at that point. 
And there's a quote in his autobiography where he says, I broke the dressing room. I broke everything in there where he's talking very much figuratively. Yeah. Uh, he, <laughs> Did he, he? he smashed it up. But the goals, the goals do continue because it's Christian Vieri and he's this, you know, an incredible striker. He scores 24 goals in 24 league games. He wins the Pachichi. <sighs> Fucking he hell. is still the only Italian to win the Pachichi. Blimey. Yeah. And you know what? Not a lot of, you know, Italians don't let the, the, the best stuff leave the country. They don't. Wine, the pasta. As we've spoken about yeah. before, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the, all the it is. So, rosa. you know, this may not happen again. Correct. You may not get a, a top Italian, you know. He goes to the World Cup, scores five goals in five games and doesn't return to Madrid. They sell him to Lazio for 17 and a half million. Where he goes and scores another boatload. Inter Milan was the only place that he stayed for more than a season. Yeah. Yes. Every other club that Christian Vieri plays for, and he's played for them all, he's only there for a year and he goes to Inter for five I, seasons. I associate him with Inter because he was my younger brother Rich's favourite player growing up to the extent where he got a yellow away Inter Milan shirt from 0203 with Vieri on the back. I knew we were talking about him today, so I actually asked him about why he loved Christian Vieri. And he said, I had a yellow Inter Milan away shirt with Vieri 32 printed on the back when I was a kid. I loved him because he was left-footed like me and he was an absolute powerhouse who scored yeah. loads of goals. It is that simple. Unlike me. I, <laughs> yeah, he was a centre <laughs> midfielder who was very slow. I didn't have an understanding of tactics or movement or positioning when I was a 10-year-old watching the O2 World Cup DVD on repeat whilst playing indoor football with my brother, me, in our parents' living room. I just remember watching him score four goals in that tournament. I mean, 98, he looked amazing in 1998. It's a, it was a, like, it's a great tournament, you know. Like the '90s had three fantastic yeah. cups for different reasons and, and mm. very iconic, and not just because they're the '90s. There was a lot going on, um, but '98 he was fucking great. I remember we for that World Cup, my mom and stepdad went away, and uh, my then stepdad, who was a um, he was a copper, but they locked the living room so we couldn't get in, and and another room upstairs. Yeah, I mean, so we so we turned the kitchen into a lounge. Me and my brother did bought some fucking old sofas. The kitchen was probably the biggest room in the house and decked that out <laughs> and just turned it into a smoking den. So we had, we watched that, I quit my job. We watched that whole World Cup <laughs> in that, all, all the group stages of that World That's Cup brilliant. in that kitchen. How old when are you at this point? 20. Brilliant. On the doll. On the doll or quit a job or whatever. It was pre the emancipation of Owen Blackhurst and getting, <laughs> getting out. And but We had a fucking great two weeks. Pre the emancipation. We had a great two weeks. But I was speaking to James about this yesterday on um, on the phone and he was like, I know you can talk about the cricket stuff because Christian Vieri's childhood sporting hero is, yeah. is Australian captain Alan Border. Yeah. You hear Vieri talk in an, in an English accent, he's, g'day, mate. Yeah. He wanted to be a cricketer. He, he said he was better at cricket than he was at football. Yeah, he was an opening bat. Yeah. On, his, on, his bat. Own, on his own Instagram, he, he often talks about it. He does some very funny Instagram posts. We've too. mentioned him before. We put him his in. Instagram's great, face yeah. backs and stuff like that. Yeah. But he, so, um, well, well, not not just his Instagram. Do you know about his Twitch channel that he does with no. No. Cannavaro, I think, and Zambrotta, maybe. Christ, sounds like I'd get a Twitch he's watching got, it. <laughs> 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 yeah. he's, uh, yeah. he's, he's got a Twitch channel called Bobo TV. A bit like Joga TV. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. They've got... Um, what a man. They, they do, I think, three shows a week for about two hours. I bet he makes a fucking shit There's ton two, from 200, that. 200,000 people watching them. Oh, oh, I've enjoyed this. Mental note, and one for the listeners. If if you're into it, when we get the um, when we get the back in to do some longer spin-offs of Adventures in Clubland, maybe in video form, we will vi revisit oh. Christian Vieri at Atletico Madrid or maybe one of his other clubs because I the inter-years were part of that... 
him, Ronaldo, Baggio, certain players all being there at the same time, but injuries meant, you know, none of them were ever like long-term yeah. strike partners and, and whatever else. But no, a, um, a genuine, genuine, genuine great striker who sort of has ended up cult just because he moved around a lot, I yeah, think, yeah, when yeah. he's probably, he was probably more than that. I yeah. know that it can be reductive to compare players from the past with players from a more contemporary age but he's going to do it anyway but watch it, watching the 24 goals that he scored in those 24 league games yesterday the way he scored them reminded me a lot of Didier Drogba oh yes uh, I can see same that same body shape I can see that same, same directness with running at the goalkeeper he had the same amount of through balls a lot of big headers that he won near post and Felt far like a post traction engine. I'm just saying I'm just putting it out there a lot like Drogba if you enjoy this podcast or if you, you're new to the podcast, you've been enjoying it and you, and you like the cut of our jib, so to speak, <laughs> then please subscribe to the magazine because that has and always will be the thing that is most us. Um, and so please, please go and buy it. And it looks bloody good on your coffee table as well. Well, as uh, someone who's come from the outside, yeah. who's now through, yeah. through the looking glass. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm through the looking glass and I see the hard work that goes into that beautiful, beautiful magazine. Where have they got to go, Tommy? Where have they got to go if they want this? They've got to go to mondaylmag.com, Seb. That's where it Simple all is. Simple as that. Simple, Simple as, that. as that. You've used the internet before yeah. if you're listening. <laughs> you're probably using the internet now by yeah. listening to this. So, mondaylmag.com or follow the link in the show description. We'll even put it in the show description. 101 things to do in football before you die today is me. Um, and I am going to talk about the most rewarding thing I've done in football um, is to coach a kids team or volunteer um, at a club. Um, but in my, in specifically for me, it was coaching a kids team. So when I um, met, met my missus, um, she had a then four-year-old son um, and he was desperate to play football and um, took him out in the garden and he wanted to be in goal. And the first thing I did was, I was 29, 30, I chipped this flat caser. It bounced, spam back, hit him in the face and knocked him over. And I went, oh, fucking hell, he's burst into tears. I thought, I could just leave out the gate here. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't been together long. <laughs> and I just went, and he's gone, I want my mum. And I thought, oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, I went no. over and picked him up. I said, no, 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 you'll be all right, you'll be all right. And we carried on playing. Bless and then you. that developed. Um, and sort of where we both were, like in our lives, he basically, like I would say, he needed, Zach needed me and I needed him. Um, and so football, and I think the weird thing is to jump ahead. Now our relationship isn't defined by football at all, at all. You know, it's something we did together, but we, yeah. it wasn't defined by football at all. But it became a vehicle to solidify a relationship in the in the early days because he was like any kid obsessed with it then and I was also obsessed with it. So we used to play a lot in the garden, got him a goal and we would play and play and play and play and play and play. And, play. So we, and then he played a bit at school Um and he wanted to join a local club. So we went to the local club and I just I just used to go and watch to begin with, sort of itching to get involved, but <laughs> I didn't think the coaching was very good. I'd done a previous coach about years before and it wasn't like, it was just a bit, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be serious, but teach them something. Do something. The coup was on. Yeah. Do something. No, well, it, it wasn't. I played, the, I was just, I was quite happy just watching him, really. I was sort of getting balls from behind the goal and things like that. Then we had an influx of kids and they said, oh, we need someone to run this development team. And I said, well, if I can take a couple of players from here, Zach and two of his mates he'd made through the team, then I'll go and, I'll go and do the development team. No. And we were fucking awful. I mean, we were getting panelled. 16, 17, 18, nil. And you know what? I was, looking back, I was probably at my best then. 
because you, you never you don't ever get people for mistakes. Yeah. No, no. You know, I really enjoyed it, and we had um, those three years. And the best season, I'd say, was the last season before we went up to eleven aside, and they had a couple of years of going to nine aside. Yeah. What they should have done was extended that for four or five seasons up to under fourteen, like they do in Spain. Unfortunately, they didn't. And I'd say I wish we'd have stopped then. And that was like Zach's best season um, at under nine. He played. He played second striker behind this lad called Saul. Um, it was Saul, very, 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 very um, a brilliant striker. Great finisher, both feet, quick, athletic, celebrated with a double hand hamstring, completely unpredictable and um, <laughs> volatile at times, which I liked. But <laughs> and 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 Zach's used to drop off and thread balls around to him. The reason I want to talk about this now is because I've been for a while. I've been thinking, did I take it too seriously? And I bumped into a bloke I ran a team with on this charity golf day a couple of weeks ago, and I said, "Did we take it too seriously, John?" And this was a bit later. I coached with him at under 15s, mm. and he went. Oh, we were fucking pathetic, Owen. Me especially. You went too bad, but I was pathetic. Oh. He said, at least you were good at coaching and gave him good drills. I wasn't. I was fucking pathetic. And I was like, yeah, you're probably... In what not. way? Yeah. I'm just taking it too seriously. So I said to Zach yesterday, I said, I hope you don't have any bad memories of football. I've sort of carried this with me a bit. And he went, no, not at all. And I was like, oh. And he said, he said, you, he said, you, shouldn't, you didn't take it. He said, like, it was, you know, we had, we had a laugh. He said, it was, it, it was good. He said, there was times you lost your rag, but it was never for, like, no one thought I couldn't make a mistake. It was when we were pissing around. We were fucking hard work. We were a hard group. And I said, yeah, you fucking were. <laughs> <laughs> because the first couple of years, I think, or subconsciously, the first, when we took it over, we suddenly got a group of people. And I think because... So if biologically, Zach isn't my son, but he is in emotionally in mm. every other way. And that's the relationship that we sort of have. But like when we were first doing it, I suppose he suddenly had to th sort of um, fight for my attention with other kids subconsciously. So he just fucking pissed around. Yeah, yes. He made it a fucking, we, were, we talked about this the other day. He made it not a misery, but he was always the one pissing around. Mm. But then yeah. later on, he started to take it seriously. But then when it went to 11 aside, it was too early. And you suddenly get that horrible disparity. And he just wasn't that big. Whereas Saul come back yeah. from the summer looking like he could play men's football, right? Right, yeah. And we carried on. And then we took it into, into the Kent League. And I remember the game. And I always said to Zach at the end of every season, if you don't want to carry on, you don't have to. Because I could start to see the physicality was annoying him mm. because it didn't know how, how, how technically good he was. Um, people were always going to be physically imposing. And that's what it was. Yeah. He got flattened by the centre-half and made stone and decided he didn't want to play. And Zach said to me yesterday, he said... Well, I'll be doing this one day when I when I have a, you know I'll have I'll have kids and I'll be doing it because you should. Wow! And I was like, no, you don't have to. He said, no, you should. He said, you know, you should do it. He said it meant a lot that that you oh, did it, and it meant a lot to the other kids as well, you know. And there was yeah. kids there who didn't, you know, didn't have parents around and stuff like that. And we there was a few years where it was the most important thing in my life. Yeah, mm. I managed, I was sort of freelancing, so I wasn't in full time job. So I hyper focused on it to the point of two or three training sessions a week you know I did all my I did as many coaching badges as I could I really tried to make sure training was good and I probably crossed the line a few times with taking it too seriously but I think when you start to see a team get better and they're asking for more mm. you give more yeah but that can sometimes go you know what I yeah, mean yeah. and then when they get to the age of 14 and they're all pissing it was like it's really difficult but you learn a lot about people yeah. Um, mine and Zach's relationship now isn't defined by football or or um, cricket or anything. It's, mm. defined, it's defined by love. Mm. But all those things helped that. Yeah. And and I do remember when we, we I first started taking him to the garden to play football when he was little. Then he, you know, I hadn't been with his mum very long, but then he'd start come running home from school to look for me, and we'd go out, and then and that, that became a thing, right? So then you're off, and you know, you've you've got the relationship, and you, you know, you're present in in and as you should be. So, but like we had a kick around uh, just before. Um, 
just in the middle of COVID. I remember we hadn't done it for ages. We spent about an hour and a half trying to get a ball <laughs> in this bin in the garden. <laughs> and it was a tiny bin, so we put it in the middle and we just spent an hour and a half trying to get it in. It was fucking impossible. Booting it up in the air, trying to get it in, getting over it, heading it, hitting the rim. And we did that for ages and ages and ages. And I just think... Did you get it? In the end, yeah. yeah we wouldn't have gone home until we did. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think he would have. I wouldn't. But, <laughs> but you have a... Look, I think the, the, the big thing here is not just about my relationship. You have a chance to make a difference and you can be the right type of coach and the right type of volunteer at a time mm. when there is still too many of the wrong type. And I would say I got to be the wrong type occasionally, but I... But I, if you didn't do that, if you didn't commit fully to it and you're one of those people, I think, like, you take the ball... That's one of the reasons I admire you. You take the ball by the horns, like you do it with your cricket team as well. You've got to do it. And, and if someone you are, you are going to lose it at times. You are going to go maybe too too far, as mm. you say. If but otherwise, it's shit. Do you know what I mean? Otherwise, the good stuff won't happen if yeah. if you don't. Well, I also think when they get to a certain age, good like the you know players want to um, their players want to improve and they wanted to yeah. do it. But look, we had like we had. If I look back, we had some we had some great times doing it. Some 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 funny times. Um, I wish it had gone all the way through to eighteen, but it just didn't. And that was also the right thing to do. Do you know what I mean? Zach wanted to. He, he, he wasn't going to get any bigger quickly, mm. and he wanted to concentrate on cricket. And it was the, that was the right thing for him as well. Like you'd be a great volunteer for Ava's team. She might not want to do it, mm. but because you're kind and you care and you love mm. football, you'd be a good. Whether it's being the fucking kit man. Yeah, or yeah. not being involved at all. What I would say is you have no idea how much it will mean to them until you find out later on and how much of a difference you can have just by doing that extra bit, which some a lot of people won't do. Because you see a lot of parents stood on the sideline and they're hanging out their ass and they're <laughs> drinking coffee and it's a bit of a fashion show and they just want to shout, shoot, and stuff like yeah. that. Mm. Their kids don't want them there. On this, my, my dad started my brother's team because no one else was starting it for Saha Colts. Joe Hart played for that club. Um, his mom was my nursery teacher. The dad was the referee. That was our community. I played for the club as well. So my dad started it for my brother because no one else was doing it. And he took them from under eights all the way through the system. My brother left for uni, but he kept going with it. And then they went into men's leagues. And then my older brother became his assistant coach because my, oh, wow. my dad didn't like doing the, the talks. He liked just doing the, t the coaching. So he, all, he would always have a man, like another bloke, a mate, or my older brother who would do the, the talks or bollock people. My dad yeah. just liked the admin and the coaching. Anyway, they get to adults, start in the bottom league, three promotions on the bounce. Saha wanted to name a pitch, their pitch after him, the Ian Stewart pitch. Oh. He refused it because he, he's, he's, like, he's not like his son. <laughs> like yeah. me. He refused it and he won. Uh, call it Goose, call it Goose, Goose Park. Goose. We've got to do it. <laughs> I was gonna, I was being... <laughs> but it's amazing, and and you know he's still friends with those you know those That's lads brilliant. that he's he started from he's known them since eight years old and now they're thirty one, and he still mates with them. I have very fond memories of one of my best mates' dads and one of my other mates' dads being our coach and assistant coach, which is although Chichula might be eighteen months old, mm. that's why I've already started uh, designing the kits. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, uh, the first training session. I know what it. I know what it is. <laughs> they won't. They won't. If you move to Italy, they won't let you do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to have about nine different badges before you can coach in Italy. I came. I came from. Wow, I came though. through the door with the football yesterday after football, and she went, "Dada's ball." Have you not thought about getting involved? I have tried my hardest not to get involved because of because 
I know that I can get sucked into things like this, and not because I don't want to. Yeah, no, that's you're right, Seb. Not it, because it, it I took don't over want my, to. It took over I my life. Know, and I love, you know, I could have gone. I had the opportunity. I've had a couple of opportunities the last couple of weekends to go to. You would get different games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've actually gone. No, Ava's playing football Saturday morning now, so that's become. You know, I'm not going to an away game because I don't. I want to leave early. I want to go and watch Ava play. Yeah. And if I can make the away game, fine. That's where it should be. I've loved it, and I, she's. They're very lucky. They've got a great setup um, at her club, and the coaching already. You can see the improvement. I'd love to, and I'm never saying. I'm not going to say I'm not. But, no, I'll yeah. never say never. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm enjoying. But I'm enjoying retirement at the moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seb, <laughs> Neil Warnock. I'll be there. Yeah. Seb. Seb Roy can get, Seb can get sucked into things, which is okay. why uh, he's decided not to be a coach of the team, but he's. Uh, designated himself the capo of the ultras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 he's, yeah. He's already got a back stock of 3,000 I can still. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, Monday hour and I've paid to sponsor the kit. Yeah, there's uh, an incredible yeah. there's an incredible set of banners that he's putting together this weekend. <laughs> I still um, I still remember, I can still, and I'll never forget it, I remember Zach's first goal. He was in a tournament. He'd played at the back a lot of that season. It was the first season. I was on crutches. Um, I don't mind him playing football. Um, and... I still remember it. he was wearing black Nikes, green tick. I remember buying him those boots and it was in a tournament, uh, the Jarvis Brook tournament or Broad Oak and Horham tournament down in, in Kent. And there were the small goals and the ball dropped on the edge of the box and he came running and hit it on the half volley first time and it flew, oh. hit the bottom of the crossbar, bounced down and up into the net. Class. Me, oh. I've gone on the pitch, both crutches like this. <laughs> Ran, hobbled onto the pitch with the crutches in the air like this, going fucking mental. Welcome to Hollywood. When you subscribe to the magazine, you also become a member of Club Mundial, which is great, and you get access to exclusive events. If you join Club Mundial, you get discount codes. Do you? Not off. Mundial merch. You get a discount code for all press coffee. Great coffee. Art of football. Great clothes, great right. everything. Percival menswear. <sighs> and, of course, classic football shirts who provide us with the numerous retro football shirts and classic shirts that we wear on this podcast. You get discount codes for them as well as a brilliant magazine. You get exclusive access to subscriber-only merchandise. And you also get a weekly Club Mundial newsletter, which is an extension of our already very good newsletter. If you would like to join Club Mundial, and why wouldn't you after I've told you all those amazing things, go to mundialmag.com and it's well, well worth supporting. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You ain't being a Hollywood man. 
Welcome to Volleywood. Come on, Sebby Eastwood. Should be in a band. Yeehaw! That's lost a bit of lustre. It has, that yeah. Has. Oh, no? You know, I just shredded right this morning. <laughs> oh, I had a lovely cinnamon bun. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got a new way of doing things. I hope you're enjoying it. You'll tell us if if not, or you, you'll just skip it, or won't get through to the end, and, and we'll lose out on advertising revenue. So more fool us. However, <laughs> however, um, Seb White um, is going to tee this one up, and I believe. Oh well, Seb, I'll let you get on with it. Welcome to the Estadio Sassuolo. I'm Seb White, and I will be calling the game between Everton and Colo Colo. This is the 2004 Torneo Clausura quarter-final first leg. I'm joined in the commentary box today by my good friend, Owen Blackhurst. Owen, are you looking forward to this one? Very happy to be here, Seb. They've flown me out. I've had a lovely day around the town, and I am pumped. <laughs> good, good, good. So here we are. It's the 77th minute, and Colo Colo are leading 2-1, but they want another goal to take back for the second leg. There's a corner here for Colo Colo in front of their packed rank of fans. Look at some lovely flags there, Seb. They've I mean, got... you'd wonder how you could concentrate. You'd want to be reading them, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I bloody am. Corner swings in. It's headed out. It's headed out again to the 40-yard line. And, the, oh my God, Miguel Ramirez has absolutely leathered it from 40 yards. Oh my goodness. Christ Almighty, you'd have to say he has absolutely nutted the wank out of that. <laughs> he absolutely has. I mean, the replays... I mean, I still can't quite. But hang on, the, the, the flares are going in. The flares are going in the crowd. That has risen all the way. Lovely shape on the shot. The keeper does not know what day of the week it is. He's absolutely wounded. Look at the fans. The fans are going crazy, and the screens are going to show the replay again. And we still actually can't believe that it's actually happened. This. So the corner comes in. Comes in. It's an outswinging corner. It gets headed away. It gets headed away again. And the ball's bouncing to nowhere really. And then 40 yards out, Miguel Ramirez absolutely twats it. I would uh, like to know what he thinks he's doing having a go from there. It, it's it's insane, isn't it? And the way the ball starts from the bottom and then literally hits the roof of the net over 40 yards, it's like a golf shot. You, you, yeah, you have to say in summation, the keeper deserves it for wearing short sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> what do the lads in the studio think? I mean, I know I'm not commentating on this game, but I have never, Look, but ever... Birdo's here. Do they fly you out as well? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, I'm surprised yeah. you're not in the crowd with the flares, lads. That's where you'd normally that's be. What, oh, give me a bit of atmosphere. <laughs> Suck up the local place. <laughs> oh, look at me. I'm a bloody colo colo now. <laughs> I, I have not seen a volley like that in my life. And I remember seeing this goal for the first time and doing the fucking Gary Neville. Oh! <laughs> It's, We're just watching it in slow it's, motion it's a, as it's well. It's a half volley from 40, I mean, the keeper, 45 yards. The, the, the keeper, look at the keeper, how, how well the keeper does. He fucking hangs in the air. He's like, it's one of those oh. rare goals where the ball is still rising when it hits the back of the net. Yeah. Where would and, it have ended be, up if there wasn't a net there? To be, to be able to hit that from that distance with it still rising and, and not go over the bar is ridiculous. It's just the cleanness of it, isn't it? It's As Credence Clearwater said, that's bad moon rising. <laughs> Good. I, was, I just want to comment as well on I don't, the stadium, Stadio Sassuolita, did you yeah, say? Yeah. Like, half of the people, you know, the fans are going crazy. There's hundreds of flags, there's flares everywhere. Half of them are watching it from a hill. Yeah. <laughs> a grassy hill. Why are this uh, team called Everton? Is it, oh. is it banter? No. Well, it must be. I mean, it's banter from 1909. Oh, tell us about it. 
take... old fashioned banter, which ye take... old oh, banter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Take, take us back, step. not too rum. Which is the kind of banter I like. Not yeah, this yeah. contemporary stuff. <laughs> this club was set up in 1909, and at the same time, Everton were doing a pre- were doing a football tour. You can't America. joke. You can't joke being woke, can you, Jamie? <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a pre-season tour, and they decided to name name the club the new club, Everton. Right. And there is a bit of history. There. So it is a bit of banter. Yeah, it kind of is, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, old uh, banter. There are a couple of other theories as to why this might be surrounding toffees and that, but they sound a bit fanciful, um, to be honest. Um, okay. This sounds like the most likely explanation. And the two sides played each other in 2010 at Goodison Park in the Brotherhood Cup. Was Mr. Teskels there? <laughs> <laughs> he, he is. <laughs> Mr. Testicles, if this is your first time listening, well, do apologise for calling back to previous episodes, which you should go and listen to, Mr. Testicles' uh, Magic Emporium. Um, there was a, well, go and listen. Yeah. There was a, an Everton mascot who was a giant pair of bollocks. Yeah. And Everton brought over from Chile, they brought over Senor Testicolo. Good pronunciation. Ah. So, you know, it was a, it was a real did, meeting of... Um, you did put the music into yeah. it. Everton, yeah. Everton, is a, Everton is a club, you know, quite fond of having um, <laughs> figures around the club named after body parts. The fans called uh, Rafa Benitez Mr. Arsehole when he was... There. <laughs> <laughs> but it is... Um, Crazy just, just to quickly go back to this goal, Miguel Ramirez. It Honestly, and I'm not just Miguel. saying this... Mi- sorry. Miguel Ramirez. Who Miguel. Scores, Miguel Ramirez, who scored this... Well. <laughs> Sam Miguel. He is a Colo Colo legend, mainly because he was part of the, of the team that won their first ever Copa Libertadores in 1991. Um, after, this is 13 years later? Yeah, after briefs. Well, exactly. After oh. He goes to Spain and Mexico. He plays for Chile at the World Cup in 1998. He comes back to Chile and plays for a team called Universidad Católico. Uh, and then he decides to finish his career at Colo Colo. So this is his, pretty much his last season. This is dying embers of his career. Oh. And... This is he, might... cent- is he a centre half? No, he's a fullback. Right. He's a fullback. So he's just he's so just he's cut... been waiting on the halfway line for yeah. the goal kick coming back up because the big centre halves are up. I would imagine. Yes. And the yeah. reason don't get that inverted in the fucking the pyramid, reason do you? he's even taken the shot. <laughs> <laughs> the reason he's taken the shot is the day before, and I will quote. I really like shooting from outside the area, but I didn't really do it much in the game. The day before the duel against Everton, I accidentally practised it in training. I, I stayed in the middle of the field and they were collecting the balls and Pedro Anate, the club's physiotherapist, threw balls at me. I hit them back at him. I hit a few of them with a volley and shots for many minutes. The next day, I received a f- ball very similar to the ones from the previous day and I was able to score that tremendous goal. Wow. I think that... Um, that if he was given 5,000 more chances to yeah. do that, he would struggle. Rupert Fryer was trying to check this, but it might actually be the last goal he ever scores in his career. I'll tell you what, Seb, we may as well get Rupert on instead. Oh, no. <laughs> Shall I give Vickery? Well, I'll tell you what, he'd be, able to, he'd be able to do the pronunciations and describe the action double, double bubble. Seb's pronunciations were, were on point for that. Them. I would argue that that goes, and I know that there isn't a list, maybe we could get a little fucking yeah, yeah. thing like that, but I would argue that goes straight to the top. Of the Volleywood Hall of Fame. There doesn't need to wow. be a top. It's an inclusive place. There's room for all volleys. It, absolutely. But, but it is a particularly special one. I'm not I, I think that's this. the best volley that. Got to say thank you to This Is Football Gaming on Twitter for replying to our uh, <coughs> suggestion about that. So thank you very much because it is an absolute delight and I will never tire of watching it. Give us your volleys. Give us your volleys. We'll have more of those. <laughs> 
you want even better and even bigger, sneak peek behind the curtain, something else, just that one thing that might push you over the edge to subscribe, why don't you just subscribe to the gateway drug that is the weekly newsletter? In that, we put all sorts of mad things, things that we've watched, things that we wear, things that we've listened to, all sorts. Discounts, recommendations, ah, random yeah. references. The weekly Monday Hour Newsletter isn't the worst thing in the world. It will give you a great insight, in, more of an insight into what we do at Monday Owl. And hopefully it will push you towards subscribing to our magazine to get the full Monday Owl experience. MondayOwlMag.com Ins and outs. Yeah. We choose things yeah. that are in, we choose things that are out. A couple of bands today. Um, James Bird, I will tell you now, you are in peril. So give me your in. Water. Uh, Start just drinking loads more water. I'm sorry, mate. This is a ban. Why? Like, you know. I think it's a very active and quite easy, luckily for us, because of the privilege of, of where we live, thing to do that makes you feel loads better, drinking loads of water. Yeah, but if, you know, if you're only finding that out now, what hope is there for mankind? <laughs> <laughs> he's smiling, he's smiling. He knows it. Lazy. That's what it is. It's lazy. I'm just saying I've, 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 I've consciously begun to drink but if big water, water if big water do want to sponsor the podcast but it's then... you know big water <laughs> but, the, but the whole um but the whole telling people to drink more water is 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 um and eat and, and eat less salt is a bit um it's a bit backwards people there's a lot of people out there who are dehydrated and flushing all the goodness out of their bodies by over drinking water you know Ooh. not you i'm not saying you yeah I've, i'm full of goodness no but you piss a lot you then you're full of piss and wind <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's full vinegar. Of wind today Oh, hello. <laughs> no, I'm just... <laughs> what did he say? He said you're full of piss and wind, and I'm saying if anyone is full of wind, it'd be Owen. It's a saying, isn't it? Full of piss and wind. Yeah. Full of shit. I'm not putting water out, because that would be mental, but that is a uh, one-week ban from Inns for you, James. <laughs> right, Seb. Whoa. The show is called Reminding You Why You Love Football, and I'm reading a book at the moment called We Play On by Andy Brassel, which is all about Shakhtar Donetsk, and this... This, the book and reading about the story of Shakhtar Donetsk, which I sort of had half an idea of, is reminding me why I love football. Obviously, um, the recent war in Ukraine has caused, caused some issues for Shakhtar. But current. Cur yeah, the current war. And obviously, back in 2014. But I have to say, what that team have done and are doing continuously to perform at such a high standard, they're in the Champions League, for fuck's sake. Despite all that, is, is a joy. And it's, the book is make, definitely reminding me why I love football. That was pretty good. There was a, Joe Strummer and the Mescaleros had a song called, a song called Shakhtar Donetsk. Yes, they did. Did they really? Love that. Yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, 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 what are you putting in? Shakhtar Donetsk or the book? Both. Okay. Oh. No, no, I'm putting... No, no, no. I'm putting, um, I'm putting the book in because the book does both, doesn't it? So you're not putting Shakhtar Donetsk in? Seems a bit mean after what you've just said. <laughs> and what they've been through. In! <laughs> Tommy! Uh, cycling round a new city. As someone who's not cycled, like got on a push bike for about five years or something, I recently went to Amsterdam and I was worried because we all know here and we've spoken about it on this parish before. I am a sweat lord. I am a man of sweat. Sweat lord. Someone full of water. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Too much bloody water sometimes. Yeah. But <laughs> I cycle. He's so pleased with that. I'm, everyone's just wearing uh, their, you know, their normal clothes. I bought tra trackies and everything, but it, you know, you can cycle around in suits. Amsterdam's flat, but just see a city then, in a new way like that. So you you went to Amsterdam where everyone uses bikes, but you decided to have a special outfit. Well, I just yeah. 
I bought a tote bag with like changes of shorts and shirts because you know how I get. You know how I get. Some trouser clips. Everything, mate. Everything. (laughs) Uh, But seeing a city in that way, rather than going on the tubes in the underground, was just fucking amazing. And I'd love to do it again next time I go away. How long though did it take you to rip? to get used to the cycling backwards to break. It's pretty easy. No. It took, <laughs> let's just say, okay, uh, someone who's not that coordinated, <laughs> it took me a good half an hour and about three different crashes when I first did it with my mate. I didn't crash <laughs> once, actually, yeah. weirdly. It took me a long time to work that one out. Yeah, I'd like to cycle more. I've got a, um, I've got a mountain bike, but the roads are too busy. Yeah. Okay, yeah, in. Cycling around a new nice city, that. in. Lovely. Thank out. You. From one cycle to <laughs> another. Motorbikes out. Fucking shut up. <laughs> shut up. So loud. Why are you going so fast for? Why are you so loud for? Yeah. Stop scaring the kids. Yeah, yeah. I... Yeah. Are they exempt? Are they exempt from the the speed limits? Yeah, yeah. Noise limits. Noise okay. limits. Yeah. Cunt limits. The noise thing I I it's can just... never understand when they want really really loud one goes past and I think. That cannot be doing your ears any good, even with a helmet on. Motorbikes out. And Chichud is terrified of Tommy. Oh. Uh, people sitting next to you on the train when there's room elsewhere. I just, I, I don't really understand that. I, th- I think it's it's weird. I don't know if it's, I'm not saying it's creepy necessarily, but some it's happened to me a couple of times. I have to get a lot of trains. So so let's, let, let, let's like, I get a lot of trains as well. Not as many as I used to, but I get a lot of trains. But I want to set the scene here. So you're on an Avanti. <laughs> Look at his leg in there. No, I like stuff like this because I, I need to understand the actual the logistics before yeah, I get yeah. into putting these people out. And I take this seriously, Seb. No, absolutely. Not like you two. Not him talking about water. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! Right. So you're on. A, let's say you're on an Avanti, right? Yes, which I was. And you're Ooh. at a, you, you're at a four seater, a table. Yes, right? yes, yes. I was. Table. Tommy, are you a window or an aisle man? I'm a window man. And you're facing the way we're going because you don't like facing the wrong way. I don't mind, but I was facing the way we were going, yes. Okay, well, if you do mind, don't travel with Seb because he'll kill you to get the way facing because his brain can't handle it. Anyway, um, (laughs) so you are sat aisle, window. Window. So the aisle seat is free. Yeah. The two seats opposite? Right, okay, so there's there's number one, right? Are there any other four-seater tables around which are either free or only got one person at? Yeah, there's one right adjacent to me that has one person at it. Okay. But there are other seats. It's a it's a late train, so there's a lot of empty seats. Right, and these people, this people wants a table. Yeah. So it could just sit opposite you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's out. Yeah, but maybe they're like Seb and they don't like facing the wrong way. Maybe was <laughs> it Seb? Did they say anything? <laughs> was it Seb? They didn't even have a laptop with them. They started watching someone on their phone without headphones as well. Oh no, that's didn't even worse. Fucking help. See, that's when I'd have taken my own headphones off, played some aggressive rock metal, walked out of the carriage, <laughs> taken my shirt off and come back in as fucking 90s Ultimate Warrior and just started shaking the table like that until they moved. <laughs> yeah. That would be funny. Yeah. You want to sit next to me, do you? Right. <laughs> You're going to regret this. You are going to regret this today. Out and on a register. Thank you. Sebastian Dennis, we are finishing with you today. We've had an Indian summer and it seems to have... Uh released uh, all manner and all number of moths in my house, uh, which is not ideal. And I went to go, and obviously, we were, we were approaching... Are you sure you're not, they're not um, flying out of your outdated views? No. 
no, no. That is outrageous because I, 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 oh. I am. Um, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. And we're in, we're having, we're, we're, you know, we're changing seasons, so we're digging out some of the old, you know, some of the, some of the jumpers, some of the sweatshirts. I'm going to keep talking through this because it's, it's too funny. Uh, and I found one of my jumpers, which uh, a lovely jumper. Which, which one? It's the cardigan, which is like a blue. It's like very much like James's cardigan, the blue one with the YM, Y, big Y. And the bastards have been at it. Did you, <gasps> did you put mothballs in there? Yes, we've got mothballs in there and all sorts. It's, yeah, they don't seem to be doing the business is what I'm <laughs> saying. Well, everyone's got to eat, Seb. I know, but yeah, not, <laughs> not, Let not moths my be nice moths. jumps. Let moths be moths. <laughs> <laughs> I okay, was, um, do, you know, do you know about the, you know, the impending insect genocide because of the way that we treat this earth? Let moths be moths. We need them. Moths at Seb's house, get out. Moths yeah. in general and their part in the ecosystem, going to have to stay in, I'm afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This has been <laughs> reminding you why you like water. I... <laughs> 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 I've been your host, Owen Blackhurst. He's been Tommy. He's been Seb. He has been James. Please, please, please review, rate, share. Does us the world of good. We want to keep doing this. So uh, keep on telling people about it. Keep on sending us the reviews because we really enjoy reading about how much you're enjoying it. Um, and if you want to send us a negative one, please do. Mm. We won't take any fucking notice. I dare you. We'll just crack. No, on. I don't mind. You know, you've got to, You've got to know. Can't all be bloody happy clappy, can it? This has been recorded at Spiritland as ever. Um, we really enjoyed it and we will be back. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Oh, oh, I can buy my now magazine as well. Fucking buy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. buy it. It's really good. Ten yeah. quid, you fuckers. Yeah. yeah. And if you really can't afford it and you really want to see what it is, DM7 will send you a copy on the sly. Yeah. Actually, leave that out. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. See ya. Reminding you why you love football is a Mundial and Football co-production. Produced by Tommy Stewart and Seb White, hosted by me, Owen Blackhurst, and recorded on the run. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.